Geico presents, oh, uh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. I am unlucky in love when I say I'm alone. How can feel that you understand what I mean? Cause there's something between us. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Hey everybody. Hey. Date three. Or date three. Uh, date one. Date one. Date one, three. episode three of Dates with Dustin. You've been waiting for it. You've been clamoring for this. This is Dustin's first date. Oh boy, was it a date? Oh boy. Uh, what we did was we had uh, we had Caroline, Dustin's first date. Um, his first of three beautiful dates come to... The house. Yes. Yes. Uh, I had Dustin hide in the other room. I hid like a little, like a little scared child. <laughs> no, I, 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 I hit recording the thing and I walked out and then I, uh, I believe at noon I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which, which is fine. And I tried, I tried to like, try to weirdly pressure Caroline into drinking a couple of times just to like, I was worried that she was nervous. So, or I was trying to medicate her prescribe booze, which yeah, is not we're healthy. bad people. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, but Caroline, <laughs> you were certainly drunks. I invited, uh, I had Caroline come over. I was, was super nervous. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Aaron has terrified. a melt. Aaron has a, a nervous <laughs> breakdown. We, me and Caroline are completely cool as cucumbers, like having a really great time. I was not nervous at all. Aaron, <laughs> Has when a breakdown. She was walking up the stairs. I started freaking out. I'm she could see her from the window and just basically, she's so pretty. <laughs> it's where you were filming her, and it's like, Aaron, this is getting. <laughs> there's levels of this that are I'm not comfortable I mean, with. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know where this comes from, but I know that I was really terrified that one of you was going to have a bad time, and that I that I had like created this terrible time for the two of you. Well, no, that's not, a, that's nothing to do with you. That's out of your hands. You, you, well, no, you're I not know. responsible for well, that. Well, duh. And I wish I wasn't crazy, but like, that's, I wish you weren't crazy either. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. You're, you're... You love me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Catchphrase. So, uh, we're going to get, we're going to get into this. You're going to literally hear me meet this girl. And yeah. Hear so, me, so what, yeah, yeah. The, the, this first thing that you're about to listen to, we had Caroline come into the house. I, I, met her and we we chatted about who she was and then at the, at a certain point Dustin comes in and you can hear them meet on mic. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. 
Caroline. Hi, Erin. <laughs> um, so you said this was your first time talking into a, yeah. a podcast microphone? I am not a performer at all, so this is kind of a really big step for me. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. And we're, we're sitting to, to paint the scene for people listening. We're sitting in a... Uh, in a room alone with a fire going. It's very romantic. <laughs> it's very romantic. Yeah. Um, so you are a law student. I am. I'm in my third year of law school, so I'm nearly done, which is really exciting. It's very impressive. Uh, <laughs> I'm just glad I survived. It's been quite yeah. a journey. <laughs> what's the What's the hardest thing about being a law student? Um, I think the first year it was just really hard kind of getting into it. You, they give you so much work. You're stressed all the time. You have no time for any friends outside of law school. Yeah. And then your friends in law school, you're all competing together on a curve. So it's like they're your friends, but they're also your competitors. So Right. Um, so what made you uh, submit for a date with Justin? This sounds terrible, but I thought it would be a really good story. I feel yeah, that's like, not terrible. I feel like my life is kind of boring in that I'm like, oh, law student, you know, go to work, da, da, da. I don't really have these kind of like cool stories you can bring out at bars. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, now you get to talk about either the, like a great day or uh, a terrible exactly. experience where you had to hang out with somebody. Yeah. I mean, also, I actually went on a date with a viral video YouTube star once, but this was like two years ago. And so I feel like that story's gotten kind of old. Like all my friends know that story. Oh, they can't, right. So I need a new one. What's that scene like? The lawyer, the lawyer, lawyer dating scene. I mean, That's what they call it, right? The lawyer, lawyer. Dating yeah, scene. I guess a lot of the men I've met in law school definitely have a big ego thing going on. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm making six figures next year and I'm going to big fancy firms. So there's definitely, it seems a lot of misogyny in that how they see the women at law school there's jokes mm. about us getting our mrs degree and all that and it's, oh i don't know what that is what the oh MRS like degree? you go to law school just to find a male law oh, student to marry and then right. you drop out and you the, oh right the mrs degree i i've every time i hear that i'm always like what is that the mrs and i try to like figure it's it out dream, Aaron. It's dream. <laughs> have you found your husband yet in law school have you spotted him no i haven't just i'm kidding. yeah absolutely not. and you you were saying that your your dad's an immigration lawyer and you're interested in like immigration law and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a little bit of that is kind of necessity in that like, oh, well, my dad is a lawyer who can give me a job and right. jobs are hard right now. But I mean, this work he does is really interesting. He does a lot of visas for performers, cool. so, like directors coming into the country and stuff like that. And I feel like that could be a really interesting kind of niche to get into. Um, and awesome. Yeah. Cool. What are your... Um, going oh you said that you you hung out you told me downstairs that you that you hung out with your friends last night what do your friends think about this, this well, experiment they all want me to send them the podcast link as soon as it goes live <laughs> like they're very excited about it um yeah I mean they're pretty much I, I mean I have a lot of friends who are in very serious relationships right now mm. it, it's kind of interesting like I was in a very serious relationship throughout most of college and they were all single at the time and then it kind of like switched when I got to law school right and so now they're all very much like oh I'm trying to think of everyone I can to set you up with and like they definitely want me to be happy and like totally in a relationship so they're they're excited about this <laughs> gotcha and you are 26 right yes cool um how how long was the longest relationship that you've been in? It was five years. Five a little years. over five years. Oh, wow. When when was that? Um, so, yeah, that started the beginning of my second year of college and went until 
like after my first semester of law school and I've been single about two years now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you're, um, I was about to say the dumbest thing in the world. I'm trying to not feel like, um, or consider myself, uh, what's the name of the host from The Bachelor? Oh, Jeff some, no. No, that's Jeff Probst. Yeah. Who I, I keep on dreaming about for some reason. Uh, Chris, actually, Chris, Chris something. Sorry, everybody. Um, I'll, I'll get it together. I'll, I don't watch The Bachelor. I have friends who are obsessed, but. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I had never watched it. And then a, a couple of friends of mine watched it. It's probably why we're doing this, because I watched it. I was like, this is insane. That's what I, this seemed like it was, like a podcast version of The Bachelor. That's how I've been telling people about this. I'm like, I'm going on a podcast version of The Bachelor. And I think that's why they're getting really excited, because they love the show. And they're like, oh, oh it yeah, is. yeah. Cool. Well, maybe I should just uh, own that. So, okay. So the, if this is The Bachelor, <laughs> then I would be saying to you, uh, so, yes. Caroline. Yes. Um, how are you feeling? I mean, there must be a lot of nerves that are, I mean, there are, but I try not to get nervous about dates because I always try and have the attitude of like, well, it could just be meeting a new friend, Mm -hmm. which would be awesome. And like, you can never have enough friends. And I like talking to people, especially people who are kind of doing really different things than I do, because I feel like you learn a lot from other people. So I'm kind of like, it's like, this could be a learning experience. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. What are your, what are you, what are your, um, like in a like when you what do you think what are how to how to pose this um what are like when you what are the qualities that you typically look for in somebody that you're going to date um or maybe even date seriously I definitely like to see that like I said, no matter what they're doing, they're really passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm not really into guys who have kind of found their thing and they're just, like, kind of complacent in what they're doing. I like to see that, like, oh, they're trying to, like, improve themselves in this field and really get better. Um, so I find that really attractive. Hmm. Yeah, so I, I like the ambition aspect, but I really don't like it when they have, like, a big ego. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like I've kind of been covering this a little bit. I mean, I don't know. For me also, so like I said, I've been single for about two years and mm-hmm. it's been awesome. <laughs> like I, right. ha- I have great friends and we do really fun things. So I feel like I would need to meet someone who I think you are so cool and I want to spend so much time with you to that I don't want to be single anymore because I really right. do like the freedom of it all. Like I'm a pretty independent person. Um so, yeah, it would have to be someone where I'd be like, I only have a limited amount of time in my life and like a lot of it goes to school, a lot of it goes to friends, but I want you to have a substantial chunk of my time because I just feel so good hanging around you. Cool. Have you, uh, before before you bring Dustin in, uh, have you been in any on any terrible dates in the last couple of years or like terrible with any dates? Um, I mean, I wouldn't call them terrible. I think it was more that they were just... They were setups by kind of friends, mm-hmm. so I'd never actually met the guy, and then we just weren't a match at yeah. all, just in different ways. Um, I had one with an actor who talked about how he was in, a, in the middle of this big argument with his drama teacher and how he thought the way he was acting was the right way, and this teacher just didn't know anything, Yeah, and he wanted to talk all about his craft, which was... <laughs> Interesting, but right. it just he didn't really seem to understand that I wasn't 
that interested in going into like the details of how he forms his character and his right. mind on a first date. <laughs> and he wasn't, re- he also wasn't really asking me that much about myself. So it felt yeah. very one sided. And like, yeah. I'm, I like listening to people, but I feel like it, you definitely need to have more of a balance. So totally. Well, any, um, any last words before you <laughs> go on your date? Um, not really. Fingers crossed. Guys. <laughs> cool. All right. So I'm going to, it's the first time that we're doing this and this feels very, um, okay. <laughs> Man, there's video involved. Yeah. I know it's going to be fine. Hopefully you got my text. So, okay. He, he said, he said, okay. <laughs> The trick with this is he's going to come in and I'm going to be like awkwardly sitting behind this Yeah, it will be fine. He, he's most comfortable if someone's behind a mic, I think. And he can adjust levels. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he'll come in and we'll talk about where you're going on the date. I'm excited. Surprise. Dustin! Yay. This is Caroline. <laughs> Nice Hi, to nice to you. meet you. Thanks for doing this. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yay. Yeah. Oh, it worked. Awesome. Okay. I think. Awesome. We did it. We did it. All right. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> did it. Um, so I was just talking to Caroline about yes. who she is. Check, check, check. Okay. How, okay. Are, how are you doing, Dustin? I'm excellent. What were you doing down there? Uh, I was playing with Viv. Oh, okay. The Feral Audio Podcast. <laughs> She's my best friend. Oh, um, so as you can see, uh, Dustin is wearing his his French uh, outfit for, uh, for today. Very French. Very French. So um, I'm going to tell you guys where you're going. Um, I hope you like traffic because I have a feeling we're going to be in a lot of it. Oh, yeah. There was a lot on my way here. So. Oh, really? What's going on? I don't know. I guess just people want to be out on a Saturday and oh. make my life difficult. So, um, yeah, I was just chatting with Caroline about who she is. I'm sure you'll learn all that stuff on your date. Do you guys want to hear where you're going? Yeah. Yes. Um, so the clue was, uh, you'll take a real shining to this date, I think is what, I don't know. I don't there remember. There was a clue. I didn't get a clue. You didn't oh, get a clue. I'm it's sorry. not out yet. Yeah. It's not out yet. For you people didn't, listening to this oh, retroactively. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on this date, you're, I hope you haven't gone to this yet. Maybe you have, you're going to go to the, uh, Kubrick. Kubrick. I'm sorry. I always say Kubrick. Oh, awesome. Have you been to that? I have but I've been wanting to go. Awesome. here. Yeah. I'm a huge Kubrick fan. That's amazing. Awesome. Thanks, Auntie Erin. You're welcome. (laughs) And uh, do you you drink alcohol? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I'm sorry I asked it like that. (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) I mean, that's a my question. (laughs) Do you drink alcohol? I'm an alien. Um, (laughs) Great, because there's a really cool bar there at the museum and like a little cafe. Sweet. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like, we can go to the tar pits. Thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty I don't, know. I don't so, know why I feel so nervous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to make this She's a nervous me, wreck. But I feel very, she's, like, I never, I never sit testing. like this. It's, it's okay. It's already broken. <laughs> when you were coming up the stairs, I was like, she's coming. She's. <laughs> <laughs> I may have filmed you walking up the stairs. <laughs> oh, Aaron. <laughs> Look, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, so any, are you, okay, I don't know. There, there are no more questions that I can ask without this being incredibly awkward. So. You don't want to ask me anything or wait, what's... Oh, yeah, what, what did I want to ask you? You had a whole thing. Did you not print it out? Um, Aaron, are you going to be okay? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I feel, uh, <laughs> I just want things, I don't know. Are like, you a fan of This Feels Terrible? Yeah. Oh, do you, do you say you listen pretty much every week? 
Okay, not every single week. No, that's fine. It's a lot. It's just a lot to handle. <laughs> so, how how is it meeting Aaron McGathy? It's pretty <laughs> exciting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, okay. What are you? How are you feeling, Dustin? Are you nervous? I feel good. Yeah. Uh, well, no. It's I, I'm. It's gonna be nice to get to know you. I'm not. Oh, I'm not you. like. And Caroline I, said, uh, repeated a sentiment that you've expressed several times, which is that, uh, you know, if it does, if it, she's, you, could be, you, guys, you guys could be friends. You know, yeah. <laughs> we're already we're more friends. Yeah. Totally. We're already right. binded in podcast forever. Well, I'm going to stop melting down. You, and I'm you, going to. <laughs> you sit here and drink for a few hours. We'll check in with you. <laughs> I start calling you. I'm just like crying, and I'm like, I am. The date is not going well for me, you, you guys. Say it, <laughs> you say it jokingly, but there's like a <laughs> huge probability that that actually might happen. No, no, no. Um, Aaron McGaffey. They also just show up at the museum. Who knows? Like giant sunglasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or just as myself, and I'll just walk up and be like, "Hey, guys," and I'll be like, "Aaron, hey. please don't show up as yourself." <laughs> All right, you crazy kids, get out of here. Right. Right, let's go oh, really date. quick. What did you think of the campfire pool buffet question? Um, I thought you were just supposed to pick your favorite one. Yeah, but was it confu- It wasn't confusing, right? Um, no. Okay, good. All right. It was the worst question in history. <laughs> was, was it actually in the question? No. No, it was one that I added. You'll, if you listen, there's two prior episodes to this that haven't aired yet, and if you listen to it, you'll, it's us arguing for like two hours over how bad that question is. It's really good podcast. She uh, came up with it. She enjoys it. Yeah, I think it's the worst thing ever. But actually, I eh, you have to. Is it like one of those psychological things, like whichever one you pick tells like your deepest, darkest secrets or something? No, yeah, like the the cube or something. No, it's the ramblings of a drunk Irish woman. Oh, (laughs) even better. It's the ramblings of someone who can think abstractly. All right. Burn. Cool. All right. Well, that's good. We did it. This whole thing has been, it was surmounting over like a few weeks. So there was pressure that was built up. You could feel like, not, how do I explain it? It was a, it was a thing that was built up. It was tense, like where I knew all night and morning I was going to walk and meet for a person for the first time. Mm-hmm. So there was like a tension there. But if anything, I think there was like, once that was cut, there was like, re- she was really easy to talk to like right off the bat the drive was cool it was a beautiful saturday the traffic wasn't too bad and we talked a lot about kind of our backgrounds and we talked about him growing up in wisconsin and what kind of led him to come to la which was really interesting like getting to hear his background and his kind of motivation for doing everything so i felt like the conversation was really easy which was nice I, we're, we, we could not be more opposites on on so many different things mm-hmm. like what um she's just very she's been in her eighth year of college, getting her bars, going to be a lawyer. Um, has never really had a real job, as she puts it. Worked in a movie theater a little bit, but mostly is like he's entering the world for the first time. Has been in school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm severely uneducated, and uh, I've worked every shitty job. So I'm like a bootstraps guy, and she's very much like just entering the the that stuff. So like career wise, and uh, I think uh, economically. We were complete opposites, and then we got to LACMA, and uh, wasn't that busy? It's like a beautiful day out. It's really easy to get to the Kubrick thing, and so the first thing we did was hit up the bar out front, which is awesome if you've ever been there. It's this outside mixology bar, 
So it's a really cool scene there. It's really pretty. When we get drinks, they hand us a menu at the at the restaurant thing, and uh, she's looking right at the food. And she's like, uh, I was like, do you want to get something to eat? And she's like, are you hungry? And I'm like, no, not really. She's like, oh, okay. And then we put it down and we hit another drink. And then she looked at it again. And then I was like getting all the hints that she was starving and was planning on eating. And I was not. And then finally I had to be like, oh, okay, let's get food. But for the longest time I was making her suffer. Like she was probably starving for like an hour. We sat at the bar for like almost two hours and talked. Yeah, we got a drink um, and we got a pizza and we just talked. We talked about music. I'm going to Coachella and he recommended some bands I should go see. Um, yeah, and it's just the conversation was really easy the whole time, which is really nice. It felt like we had a lot of stuff in common that we could talk about. But she, she was really like friendly and easy to talk to. Yeah, so we just hung out there for a while and then we went to the Kubrick exhibit. So we go to the Kubrick thing and like I'm a huge Stanley Kubrick nerd, so it was easy for me to have a ton to talk about. I'm not a huge Kubrick fan. Like I've seen some of the movies like Clockwork Orange in 2001, obviously. Um, but Dustin is a big fan. So it was almost really it was more fun to see it with someone who really could say like all these little kind of background stories about the, um, the exhibits we were seeing and just kind of inside information about all of the movies that wasn't really necessarily reflected in the exhibits and I wouldn't have known about. Um, so I felt like I learned a lot more than even just going through the exhibit on my own. So it was really great to see someone who was like so excited about everything, kind of freaking out a little bit because it made me more excited about everything. So she, she, we were in the Full Metal Jacket area, and she like looked at this one in the wall in particular, and she, she called me over. She was like, "Hey, look at this," and she pointed at this thing, and uh, it was this note that Stanley Kubrick had written on a script to another. I think a producer or something and it's just like it's all bullshit uh bullshit is all we have um without bullshit life would be too tough and i don't know what it was like uh, i took a picture of it but it was a really memorable moment for me and i, th- I thought i thought the whole day was very cosmic and important like it, it definitely felt like it was supposed to happen um yeah so we walked through the exhibit we kept talking while we did that then we went to the giant rock outside and i made him take a very touristy picture yeah you made us you made us leave a voicemail let's listen to it uh hey i'm McGaffey. i'm on my date with carolyn and uh walk out of the kubrick museum we're we're looking at each other right now as we're leaving this so we're just gonna she tried to call you but it didn't work so uh it's going good we got some uh drinks pizza Stanley Kubrick's awesome uh here's her two thumbs hi Aaron it's Caroline um we've had a pretty good time so far I think I mean I'm standing right next to Dustin so obviously I can't be completely honest with everything but no we've had a really good time um LACMA is always amazing the Kubrick exhibit was really cool and Dustin is a really big fan so it was really great to hear all the little comments he made on everything so I've had a really great time so far I'm gonna give him back to you yeah you hear that Erin McGaffey she's having a really good time so far all right we're gonna come play catchphrase with you in a sec see ya and well, we we drove back, and I think we had a really really good time. And then conversations got a little more, um, 
I don't know. We had a few drinks in us. She brought up sex in the car, which is nice. Well, no, the cool thing was we were talking. We, she wanted to talk about relationships, so we were talking about our, our kind of our history a little bit. And she was talking about arguing and fighting, kind of laying things down. Like, yeah, when I'm looking for somebody, it's like she's like, yeah, arguing and fighting is important. It's just how you do it, if it, you know. And then uh, she's like, and the best part's the makeup sex. I was like, definitely. So that's I found that to be flirty. And then we kind of have this awesome day where like the date. It felt like, you know, we'd punched the time clock and we got back to uh, Dan Harmon's house in Aaron McGathy's place and came back to a bunch of really close friends and uh, watched uh, movies. Um, and then we came back here and watched The Three Stooges, <laughs> which was also fun. <laughs> um, but uh, had a good time. And then as I walked her to her car, Aaron shot some weird video of us saying goodbye. I don't know if you're ever going to see that. But uh, I did ask her for a phone number. Great date. Gonna, gonna gonna hang out again probably as a friends and see what happens there but also I don't know what she's thinking I, I, I couldn't tell if she was really into me but I'm, I'm the first person to think that nobody's into me so that's my story I'm sticking to it uh, hey everybody this is Dustin Marshall uh, of dates with Dustin uh, the poor sap who's going on these dates hopefully for your entertainment I hope you've liked what you've uh, heard so far um, Caroline was uh, fantastic we, we thank her so much for participating in this and putting up with me and being so open and honest I uh, hope you're enjoying the music in Dates with Dustin. It's an incredible band in Los Angeles uh, uh, whose album, um, who's not released yet, has pretty much been my Bible out here. And, uh, they're called Family. Um, you can find them currently um, at familytheband.bandcamp.com. You can also go to feralaudio.com and check out this episode page and you'll see their videos, links to their stuff. Please support them. They just got signed. They're generous enough to let us use their music um, in this and other shows on Feral, like Brain Warp the Baby Eater. Um, they're an incredible band. And uh, please support independent artists like them. And uh, we're stopping the show right now to kind of set up what happens next. Now, the day we did our follow-up... Um, me and Aaron McGathy, my beautiful, kind, sincere, brilliant friend Aaron, um, was having a really hard time. And so I think what happens uh, next is we try to get into our, our, our thing that I think you heard so well in the first two episodes, which, are, which is our, our, our playful back and forth. Um, and the conversation gets a little heavy. But I think what happens next is kind of important, and the the conversation kind of becomes an interview about her and what she's dealing with right now. But it turns into a great conversation about you know women, women in comedy, gender, um, our gender roles as society, and uh, Aaron really didn't want to release uh, this, and I pushed to have it released. So she's compromising with me. I hope you enjoy it. Um, and I hope this serves a purpose for somebody somewhere. If you uh, don't feel like uh, hearing the conversation get a little bit serious, you can probably tune out now. But I'm probably piqued your interest. That's what producers do. Um, thanks for listening. Enjoy.
Aaron's super bummed out today. I'm sorry, everybody. Dude. You're bummed. Are you going to be okay? Fine. Are you okay? Yeah. Did you feel good about this date? It seems like it depressed you. Your date with Caroline? Yeah. No, no, it didn't depress me at all. It was nice. You seem It stressed you out. Well, yeah, of course it stresses me out. Well, I, 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 I don't I don't want to cause people's discomfort. I You didn't. I still what? You didn't. Well, aren't you happy yeah, to hear? Yeah, yes, of course. That I had a great time. Yes, but you still have two more dates. So what? <laughs> I had a great time. I, no, it's 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 going to be fine. I'm just anxious over people having a bad time. That's all. No one's had a bad time yet. Well, that's good. It seems like you're the only one having a bad you're having a bad time right now <laughs> and we're so far removed. I'm not I'm not even. having a bad time. I'm not having a bad time. People can hear it in your voice. Aaron? Yeah. Well... I just have one thing to ask you. I'm going to... F- hold on. I'm just adjusting the way I'm sitting. Oh, God. Every time we do this, are you going to go into a sleep sleep phase? <laughs> one thing to ask you. What? Campfire, pool, <laughs> or buffet? It's a great question. Aaron hates this. She's giving up. So I think we're not going to do any more episodes. Dumb. I don't hate this. I think it's great. I really like it. I just, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's just, it's, I still think it's worth it. I like it. I just, I don't, I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable which sounds crazy from from the person that suggested that we podcast three dates that you go on. But um, <laughs> I hadn't really thought it out. I still think it's a cool idea. I just I. Well, I, I liked how I like how impulsive and weird it is. Can we talk about well, that's the everything I do? I just like announce it. And no, then... <laughs> everybody fucking knows about it. And like I, I it didn't make me nervous or weird at all. But we were at the back of Meltdown and there were some uh, friends of ours hanging out back there. And, uh, like Rob Schraub, for instance, was like blown away at the notion of it. Like he had terror in his face and he goes, how can you just do that? And I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm just doing yeah. it. Um, I'm having a good time, everybody. I hope you are too. Everybody's it's fine. You know, I'm not actually worried about you at well, all. Are you worried I'm going to break a heart? No, I'm not worried you're going to do anything I wrong. Break a heart. I, I'm, I, I'm just thinking about like natural whatever, e- even like I'm, I'm okay. This is what I'm worried about, which okay. is not even a big deal, but I'm just worried about people having a bad day. Well, who, like that's, how? I don't know why that there's so much anxiety. That's not your fault though. I know, but, but like I, people don't have anxiety over things that are necessarily just their fault. No, anxiety the isn't re- anxiety is creating a future scenario that does not exist in your head. And it causes you uh, pain. It doesn't just cause you emotional pain. Your heart races. It's bad for your heart. Anxiety is an illusion. Does not even exist. So you're creating a future scenario where one of us has a bad day. Hasn't happened yet. Well, and you're letting it. Fine. Well, eat I don't you know, up. man. I I still want to be sensitive to these things. People aren't pawns. They're no, people. they're not. Like we're, we've been very. We're not doing this as like we're not. No one. No woman or. No one's being exploited but me and my thing. We're not objectifying <laughs> no, anybody. No, yeah, it's all going to be fine. I mean, which is the reason why I did it in the first place. It's all fine. I'm very excited about it. It's all going great. You Caroline look, was really cool. You look exhausted by it. <laughs> You're barely halfway through this. <laughs> I'm doing fine. It's, it's emotionally taxing you. Are you okay? Yeah, stop. No, I'm you're, fine. <laughs> you just look distressed. You look distressed. Do I? No. Exactly. <laughs> it's 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 fine. I don't know why I'm I don't know. Um I I thought that like the it, Caroline was super cool. 
I got to hang out with her the the latter half of the day and she was awesome and like that was that was cool. Do you let's let's refocus. Um are you more optimistic about the women of LA after just like that first date? No. <laughs> he's he's shaking his head. No, I don't the, the weird adverse effect of this is we put it up on my thing on my Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And all of a sudden, all these, you know, I have a lot of acquaintances and friends. And all these women kind of like started coming out of the woodwork or like showing this weird interest in me or like flirting with me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, and it, I was telling Aaron about it. It's like, I don't know what you've done. But so I've sat there. We're like, I've hung out with a lot of these people a lot. Or, or, you know, there's one girl in particular that I'm pretty hung up on right now. It wasn't until we started doing this that she seemed to even like remotely express that she might feel the same way back. And so, well, and she's she's in a different city. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so, but there are all these women out here that were kind of like perked up by this. But I don't know, one date with one afternoon. I mean, it's not like um, I deep down. Okay, this is where I think that I, I'm I'm suffering in this. Because for me to go on a date with a woman, I'm going to be putting it down to like brass tacks. There's like a fundamental notion that I am, it's, there's so much at stake for me. Like I am looking for like a romantic connection. The re, I, I hang, I can hang out with people fine and, and there's that, it's not removed, but to go on like a date nothing like we would set through a podcast where it was very casual or something. But for me to actively like want to go on a date, I am probably not just like sexually attracted to you. I think for me that sets in a little later, I am probably like romantically in interested in you and like, uh, for me to even like act out dates. So some, it's weird. It's like you get set up on a blind date and it's fun and it's nice, but deep down I'm looking for, Several wives, <laughs> a dog, a house, a picket fence, a car, a kitty, a kitty, lots of friends, drugs, a fridge full of booze, <laughs> fridge happiness, full of booze, and a closet full of drugs. Just joking. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. All of a sudden, these women came out that were like, uh, showing interest in me is like, well, why now? Because you know, I'm, uh, there is a weird thing where I, I was, I was date, I was dating someone that did intimidate a lot of the women that I knew for a long time. And then they also saw me probably go through that breakup and there's nothing attractive about that. Um, no, it's fine. I, you know, we're at the beginning of this process. You went on the one day. I'm really happy. It went well. Um, in a few days, you're going to go on your second date. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to, I get, I'm going to announce where we're going right now. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. I did. I did have to hear about it because it is amazing though. I think you're all going to like it. I can't fake surprise, but it's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. We're going to the Renaissance fair, everybody. I'm going, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. The Renaissance fair. And this is, this is a, this is a, a different kind of date because I mean, it's just timing wise that this, the, the, your, your date on Saturday is going to be Kate. Wasn't this originally supposed to be Caroline's date and it got switched around? 
No, I think it was Neely's. I mean, oh. it doesn't really matter. It's, okay, okay. you know, it's, it all got shuffled around. So but things got shuffled. And now, um, Kate, the girl, the second girl from the questionnaire is going to a Renaissance fair with me. And I have to wear a fucking <laughs> costume while I'm meeting this person for the first time. Yeah. And <sighs> she has to hang out with all of us like we're Dan Dan Harmon my boyfriend and I are going to be driving the two of you to the Renaissance Fair in that's Irmindale. the coolest part though <laughs> I mean she's she's I think having gonna have a great time there's gonna be a lot of our friends and comics there she's gonna have a really good time uh, without regardless of me um drooling over her <laughs> um I told you yesterday that on the way to Harmontown, I saw her on the... This is a fucking crazy story. <laughs> Should we talk about this? Sure. Um, my friend Kimber Hall, who was a guest on a previous episode of This Feels Terrible, and I were taking a cab to Harmontown, as they do every week, so I don't have to drive. Um, taking a cab, we're in the cab, we're waiting at an intersection uh, in, in our neighborhood, and I saw this girl who... Like I, I was, I was taken by how, how beautiful this person was standing on a corner. And then I was like, I think that's, I think that's Dustin's second date. She looks just like these pictures. And I was saying to Kimber, I was like, do I say something? Do I say hello? No, you're in a car. You're in a cab. We're in a cab. We're in the back of a cab and we're at this intersection. We're at this light and she's standing there. She's, she's waiting to walk to cross the street. And, uh, Kimber and I both decided like, no, it'd be weird to like call out the window and be like, Hey, like, who knows how much longer we're at the light. And <laughs> me just calling out like, Hey, like, are you date? <laughs> I didn't want to scare her. But then, um, uh, our friend Kimber and my Kimber and I have a, have a mutual friend named Nick who came and walked up behind her. And without thinking, I just rolled down the window and I was like, Hey, Nick <laughs> said hello. And so, Dustin's date, Kate looked over and I could kind of feel like eyes of recognition a little bit. Like, <laughs> who is this person? And he was standing right next to her. And we we're like, hey, how's it going? He's like, what? He's like, what are you doing? And we're like, we're going to Harmontown. <laughs> Do you want to come? And he was like, I can't. I have to go right. We're like, OK, great. Um, but she she kind of had a little she had a little smile on her face. And then I, I was about to it would have been too weird for me to say hi to him and then be like, oh, also other person at the corner. Because <laughs> we were there for me to be like, hey, like. You're Dustin's second date, right? As the car's driving off. <laughs> Dustin's second date, right? I'll see you later. <laughs> because I've just seen like her Facebook pictures and everything. Like I haven't met her before. Um, but I, po I, I posted on her Facebook wall and it was confirmed that that, that was her. That wow. I, yeah. Cosmic. Cosmic. I'm trying to wake Erin up. She's asleep again. I'm awake. Kind of wish people could see you right now. You look pretty adorable right now. You have a really? puppy sweater. Yeah, you look really sweet. We're a little puppy sweater. There's a pretty cute scene in here. We got Fiv, the feral audio podcast. <laughs> Aaron's laid We're just out. relaxing. And then there's me. I just look like a goblin. Uh, I think it was I, a goblin to the rent fair. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You can go since as a spirit. I, you can go I as a... Man, I like... I really wanted to be thinner. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Thinner? Well, we started... I started my uh, I love my terrible body yeah, thing. I've tore weight too. We all gained like ten pounds. I haven't lost mine. Yeah. Well, I like I posted a I, I created a forum for it. I've just been thinking about my body. I don't know. This is dumb. This is not about me. I hate myself. Nah, it's I can't about deal. You. I can't fucking like. I can't. Aaron, are you okay? 
What's I'm going fine. On? Nothing's wrong. We just I don't had a know great like... interview. I thought things were good, but you know, I think you're just having. I think it's just one of your days where you're a little, you're a little, you're Dude, sullen. No. <laughs> I'm fine. No. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. Like, I'm not, there's no, like, I was PMSing the last time we recorded this. I and don't you were in a better like mood. A, well, I don't feel like I'm in a bad mood. You're like I'm the just, crow right now. No, I am not. I'm not in a bad mood. I, I, I feel extra contemplative. It's got to stop raining sometime. What? What's that quote from the crow? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, is that Blade Runner? I just totally uh, fucked up movies. What? Let's talk about how we're gonna get you happy. I need I need you this Saturday. Can for you my zap date. forty pounds from my body? Yeah, I actually could. Really? Yeah, we can just go outside and saw off your leg. <laughs> That's easy. Ugh. What's your deal? You look great. No, I don't. You do. Fuck you. You look beautiful. Fuck you, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, all the fucking girls out there that like. Uh. L- look up to you. Uh, you uh, well, you're so beautiful, and then you're sitting here saying how shitty you look. That's all very nice. L- no, that's too- lame of you. So you know you have a responsibility now. You have people listening to you that uh, if like Aaron McGathy's ugly. Well, I'm setting no a good example by if that's if that's true, and I'm not sure that that's true. That people are like, oh, so beautiful, but if there's <sighs> A, a person like that out there and I'm talking shit about my body it should just be a confirmation that like everybody feels shitty but I don't think that that's well yeah no we're so, all like, we're I'm all, just as, like such a fucking lump of that's, potatoes as, as Duncan Trussell says he's like just being a human being is embarrassing like this having a body is embarrassing <laughs> just it's just Meat like bodies. we're all like tender and nimble and we all have beautiful perfect bodies and they grow and they just decay and they lump out and they weird shit and they get testicular cancer and all this stuff you should listen to Duncan Trussell Family Hour I'm uh, happy that I don't have cancer well come on this is really fucking dark this is <laughs> dire how the tables have turned so what do we learn <laughs> I go on one date my demeanor goes up about 40% Aaron's goes I don't down know. no I'm fine I'm fine we just recorded a, an interview for This Feels Terrible with Tim Sharp it was great yeah, it was fine. I don't know why that made me feel weird. I don't know, well, man. I, I, I mean, just like I don't know. I'm, I'm in a I'm in a time of transition where I'm trying not to despise myself. Like I just like I fucking well, hate myself. Do you, do you get adrenaline I think that's all it is. Do you get adrenaline rushes when you do podcasts? Like, is it isn't it exciting for you to like sit down and do one? Um, or is it just like yeah? Just I suppose. Like what are you trying now? to say? Well, are you coming down from like an interview and you're just like, you're thinking uh, about it and you're like, did, did this go this way? Or I don't try to. No. And, and like I said, I don't really, I don't feel like I'm in a bad mood. It's, it's not a bad mood. It's, it's just, I, I'm just like examining hey. myself. What? Hey. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron. That's what it Aaron. is. That's what it, I fucking hate myself. Aaron. Just don't take it out on your gums. <laughs> a little gentler. I just love flossing so much. Yeah, who, I know. Like, how do people it? not hate themselves all the time? I fucking yeah, hate I hate myself. my Aaron. I hate myself. I'm just, I'm such a pile of garbage. I hate Aaron, like I'm human garbage. <clears throat> I'm the worst person. I'm not <sighs> a good person. I have to make up for how bad of a human being I am that doesn't function by just being nice and 
to everybody fundamentally <laughs> I'm a terrible person <laughs> I can't take care of myself uh, I can't take care of myself what, how, you do you take care of shit you, all the time yeah, but ugh, not in the I way eat I want Stouffer's to. French bread pizza every night there's beer bottles lining my apartment how do people do this how do people live live <laughs> like, I just like I'm well most people don't ugh and I had, I mean, speaking of meltdowns, and it must just be like, this must just be like a transitionary time in my life, because it's not just like an isolated like few days. But last night after after Harmontown, I had a breakdown because I didn't want to be a woman anymore. I was so upset. Yeah, was a that's, woman. that's getting weird, by the way. <laughs> what? All of your like female shame, even like going off about. I'm having your, a hard time. I, I sent you this, you know, you were, you, 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 were, you went. We were talking on the, la- on the last time. episode about your period, but we were in a private setting and you were talking about it. And the way you're talking about it, we were like, you really hate being a woman where I, th- I would, I would be a woman in a heartbeat. I'm so angular and pretty and funny. Yeah. And that's yeah. It's all effortless. I would switch. Well, fine. do you want to switch? Yeah. I you do. think you want to be me? Well, I mean, I would, I would, I would be, I would, I would make you my own. No. <laughs> but like, yeah. You're a beautiful woman. Do I want to be a dude? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to fuck me. Would I switch in your body? Me. Yes. No, yeah. you wouldn't. Yeah, I would Nobody body switch with you. Nobody wants to fuck me. I would body switch with you. In a moment. No way. Yes. In I would, a moment. Okay, let's... Let's do a body switching I mean, we episode. have to sink into a fountain at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we have to find a thunderstorm. Yeah, in a fucking moment. I'm having, I'm having an identity crisis. I, I, I don't... I, I hate, like, I, I mean, I need to adjust and I know that I will. And I know that this is not remotely inspirational. It's probably kind of upsetting, but I hate being a woman. I hate being seen as a okay. woman. Like, I, I hate it. Okay. I hate it. I hate that. I hate that. I, I mean, and I'm not saying that's any easier to be a man, but I don't know because I've never been a man, but I know that for me, with being a woman, I am like, a, and a woman in comedy, like I fucking like you, you. There's all this pressure to be sexy, and then there's all this pressure to not be sexy. And no matter what you do, you're a fucking woman. You're a woman who's doing comedy. So yeah, what? No matter what you do, well, no, there are much worse things. And this is like no, this no, is no, very like no. The being a woman in comedy is is I, I I have the distinct privilege of working with like the best women in comedy, present company included at Farrell. Yeah. And I hear about this all the time. And even Chelsea Peretti has that great joke where she goes, uh, you know, I feel like I, she goes behind the stage and like, I feel like I disappoint people as a stand up right about here. Like the second she's visible. Yeah. And, um, and then she also talks about like, she was just doing a show in San Francisco where it was built like women of comedy and it was like very good friends of hers. Like, why are you doing that way? And women in comedy for t- t- totally, it's like, uh, but, as hard as that is, it is a meat grinder and it's a stupid macho scene as far as like stand up goes. I heard Jen Kirkman talking about it, who's a very, very funny comic. And she said that like she's and she wasn't even really like complaining about it. She was just she was thinking someone asked her like, if anything, like what what do you what's what's negative about doing stand up? So she came up with this and not something she's actively complaining about. But she said that sometimes when. People hear a female's or a woman's name when she's doing stand up. People are like, ah, great bathroom break. But more than that, so so she feels that like where people go like, and she's hilarious and funnier than most men, and people get up and go to the bathroom. But then also like, 
you know, MCs will introduce her. And I've experienced this like, and welcome to the stage, a female comic, Jen Kirkman. Whereas like you would never say, welcome to the stage, a black comedian, Bill Cosby. Like that. That's my most current. Well, no, they, some, like, sometimes they are billed as black comedy. I mean, it really but is. No, but no one. Yeah. Well, of course. But like no one ever. No, you don't announce. You don't say like, like, here comes a short Asian Bobby Lee. You know, it's but there is a definite like it. it and it makes sense. The reason why is that like we're conditioned socially to. Like women, when we're little, we're not we're not rewarded for being funny this, or okay, okay, in a room. Okay, it's okay. an inherently this like male is, quality. Okay, so the idea of gender and it's getting more and more uh, segregated. It seems as we go, we it has not always been in this way in human culture. We live in a patriarchal society right now. In Egyptian culture, it was a matriarchal uh, society where women were literally like re- re- uh, re- referred to as like gods with the highest respect. That's why when you see all those hieroglyphics and like the men have mascara on, they, they try to look more feminine. Mm-hmm. So we live in this Western, you know, we live in this very male, like dominating country. But, you know, it, it, there's the, you know, have you ever heard of Baphomet? Um, it's that, you know, when you see like a, the church of Satan uses this and it's a pagan Christian deity. It's the goat headed thing and one mm-hmm. hands in the air. Well, uh, Baphomet is signifying it's Baphomet is both male and female. And the idea is that it has a goat head. It's not a human being. It's this, it's this embodiment of human male, female, right, wrong, good, bad, all that stuff. So, uh, Baphomet's one hand points up and the other points down signifying both male and female. We all have a f- tiny little chromosome in our bodies that determined whether we were male or female or not, okay? And there's certainly different things, huge differences differences between men and women that balance each other out. But interpersonally with all of us, uh, yeah. we also have a left brain and a right brain. We have two brains in our heads. We have multiple facets of ourselves. So you are somebody... And this is, you know, I am somebody who is more in touch with my feminine side than probably my masculine side. Uh, I mean, I'm heterosexual and I, I feel like I'm an alpha beta type, but I'm also very sensitive and very sensitive to women and relate more to women. And I actually have a problem where I have a hard time making friends with men and being myself around men. Like I'm more comfortable around women. Mm-hmm. You on the other hand, might be somebody that's more oriented towards your male side and you're more, and that's okay. There's like this balance there and we're not like, right. I, I, I hate this idea. And a very good friend of mine who's going through some stuff, like I can't even imagine like gender issues and like our, our bodies are not prisons. These are like, the, this is all we get. You got as much as it sucks and you, we, we, hitting yourself is okay. You have to love your body. We all have to start loving ourselves because we're never like, we're never going to uh, live in a world of, of love and happiness if it doesn't start right here. So I think it's awesome that you want to, you know, do this thing with your body and, you know, because it's important to you. So you, what, what's cool is you're, you're creating a, a point in time with a thing that you can work towards, which is always really healthy. And it's good just to like feel healthy and to feel comfortable with ourselves. But I never take my shirt off my shirt has never been off in public i'm the, I'm, the, I was, I'm a i was overweight when i was younger like i'm the kid with the shirt in the swimming pool at heart <laughs> always and like i will keep shirts on during sex it's always a thing when my shirt comes off i uh i'm not that 
comfortable with my body either. But at some point, it's like, I think the key is to just like laugh at it. And um, you're in a, it is hard. It's so much harder being a woman in this society right now. And it's just, and, and, uh, it's not easy being uh, it's going to sound awful uh it's it's not easy being like a, a a white working class male either but to each its own but like sure well, I mean, like suffering's all relative exactly i also like i i i definitely have many moments where i really enjoy being a woman and i am like very i am i am feminine and i am heterosexual and i am you know, whatever else. I think that this thing that I'm going through right now is real. And this sounds, this <laughs> sounds so childish, but I think that like, I just like, I, I just really realize like, Oh, I'm never going to be a man. No, <laughs> like, you're not. no matter what I do, like I'm why, not, Aaron, why would you want to be a man? It, well, because I find, like, just want to, what's the perk? What I is don't, it that you want? The, I, I it's it's I don't want my sexuality to be part of my comedy. I don't want I don't want to be a woman first. I don't want to. And it comes from my own issues. Like I like some of my favorite comics are women, but I am like most people where I, you know, they're because comedy is not like I was saying before is not cultivated in young women it's it is in young men like there are more and this is not to say that like men are funnier than women which is not what I'm saying but there are statistically more funny men than there are funny women and that doesn't mean that men are able to be funnier than women it's just like it's it's just it's 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 just the way that things are and it's fine but like I I I just fucking like I you know, at, at Harmontown, which is a show which I really love, I have a really, like right now, have a really bad relationship with my performance at Harmontown because I absolutely approach that in the way that I should, which is that I am the host's girlfriend. Yeah, you're playing a character. Well, like, and I, it's it, it's me, but it's it's definitely like me. Like, I'm doing this show, it's my, it's my boyfriend and his best friend doing the show and so I I like I'm not as brazen as I normally am and I'm like hyper female in my eyes um again these are all like these are all really dumb complaints and no, it's, it's all whatever not. but I, but I but like I am having and I like I do like I yeah Aaron you just said it's occurred to me I'm never gonna be a man so I, I and, and I'm <laughs> yeah, not even which, laughing like, bums, at that. Which bums, which bums me that's out. A, that's <laughs> fucked like, up because because that's something that's like that's like being mad at the at the fucking sky. Like, what are you gonna do about it? Like, it, and you weren't you you weren't dealt. I mean, the shittiest thing to me, and it almost and it hurts me, is that you look at your gender as like almost a disability right now, and it and it and it sucks because it's not. Well, but like, but but it's but it, you know, I should clarify that like I, I I don't think that I I definitely think that like women have more power, and I do. I mean, it's a very like complicated thing to talk about because I I. 
Yes, you like control I said, like all I, of us. You make us do dating shows. <laughs> well, yeah, like you know, I, I, I have never felt in any situation that I didn't have. I mean, it's like aside from like comedy shows, like I've never felt like I didn't have power over a relationship, over like a job or whatever, because I was a woman. Like I, and. I've been given opportunities because I'm a woman. I've been, attention has been paid to me faster because I'm a woman. Like the, the flip side of being a, a woman in comedy is that if like, if you're, if you're funny and you're a woman, people are like, holy shit, a funny woman. <laughs> so like that's, uh, yeah, that has in worked the, in my you're, favor. You're in the snake pit. You're com- comedians, comedy and comedians. It's just not, I don't know how this is going to sound. It's, it's, they're like, it's a freak of nature, honestly. You comedians get to go on stage and say the things that, uh, other people are uh, afraid to say that not our president, cops, doctors, anybody in office, anybody, I mean, one of our parents could say in public, comedians get to go on stage and play around with thought, I, experiments and thoughts and ideas and can be racist, homophobic. They can, you know, they, they get, and they also like the number one fear of people is, is before death is public speaking. And like comics, you're going up there to be not, and it's not just women. You men are scrutinized too. And a lot of men in comedy are very, uh, Un, physically unattractive a lot of the times or so and they you know they tend to make fun of themselves and stuff too but these are people who like you know got shat on their whole lives and are not very attractive and i'm not trying to name names well and i, I mean there and there are just as many if not more expectations for men than there are for women and the way that you should be or the way that you shouldn't reveal your feelings or you shouldn't like like women like you, you know it's not i i'm not trying to say I don't want anyone to to listen to this and think that because it's not true. Like I don't I don't think that every like you know men have it easy or anything. I just I mean it's really just it's an internal thing with me where I like every I mean ever since I was a kid I told I told everyone I was a boy when I was a kid. I don't know it's a weird it's a weird gender issue it's, because it's, it's not easy anywhere. No, it's not easy anywhere. I'm just I'm just I, complaining about my own experience, which is that I am. I am a heterosexual. I like being sexy. I also feel, I also feel more like a man That's than fine. a You're, woman. That it's a it's it's a balance though. There's there's key there's fundamental principles to our bodies in this universe that are practiced throughout the rest of the world that we are the reason you're struggling right now. The only reason you're suffering is because you're resisting what's happening. The only cause of suffering is resisting. Even if you got a limb chopped off, you have like real physical pain that is happening to you. But if you conquer it in your brain and you accept what it's like, there's a, there's this weird thing where you can like control pain if you focus enough. But these fundamental things of our 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 bodies, who we are, the whole the whole idea, the, the word persona is a, in in Latin, our whole idea of who we are, have having a personality. Persona means mask. Our, our our faces are masks, and so uh, what we're doing is we're we're creating the own mythology of our lives every day of our lives, and we're we're you know even doing this thing where oh I'm this I'm this guy who like has trouble dating or whatever. No, I've been with 
beautiful women who have been my best friends and I wouldn't change a day for a heartbeat. I would much rather have been in all those relationships than, you know, dating and stuff too. So we, we, we're creating this idea of ourselves and we're all just playing this game. So as Alan Watts puts it, you know, play the game and play it well, but know you're playing a game. And right now I can see you're suffering. You're suffering because you're resisting what's happening. And when you let go, because this is like a, 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 a turning point in your life and you're having, a, you're having these, um, this amazing, uh, uh, crossroads, you, you're in, you're in something you can't change. So what's going to happen to you is it's like, it's like a warm cloth. that's going to wipe over your eyes one day. It, may, it, may, it might be while you're driving. It might be while you, you're sleeping. It might be while you're eating breakfast. It might be while you're doing something profound. You might be on stage when it happens, but the thing that's going to happen to you right now is you're just going to let go and you're going to turn into the next Aaron you're supposed <laughs> to be, which is I okay that why, how, why don't you just like, if it makes you feel better, mm-hmm. feel like you're a, like, just feel like you're a man, just act like you're <laughs> a man. I'm not saying, I'm not saying talking a little voice or anything, but like wake up in the morning and then, you know, you're obviously like an alpha person in a beta society and you feel bogged down by that. And then you're jumping in comedy, which is just people go, these comedians go on stage and just get scrutinized. And so the whole idea of being a comedian is just dissecting your physical, metaphysical, uh, your society, your, your family, your childhood, your relationship. It's like you, you have to like cut yourself up and present it. And on top of that, you have to like eloquently, uh, you know, you have to make people laugh. It's so it's, it, I can't relate to where you're coming from, but what I am saying is when you finally embrace that, like, yeah, I'm Aaron McGathy. I've been more in touch with my masculine side or I'm more, (laughs) uh, I'm more alpha than, than, than beta. When you start really like, believe it and like can Mm -hmm. laugh about it, stop resisting. You won't feel any pain from this. So like, you gotta, it's all comes back to loving yourself because all of your problems, as Ramda says, it all comes back to you. There's not one thing in your entire life. It, it, and it's so easy to uh, blame other people or blame your situation mm-hmm. and all and all this uh, shit. My car broke down I, 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 and I'm broke. And I, but, you know, why am I broke? Because I made decisions that led to that. I could be... I could have done a million things else where I wouldn't have woken up today and felt like I had a bad day. So I just let go. And then I, I don't know. That's my advice to you. I hate to see you struggling. I really, I really see it in your face and I've seen it like mounting over weeks. So I just hope, you know, if there's one thing, this episode is served in the tail end of this. <laughs> dates with Dustin. Dates with Dustin. Uh, like, I hope, I hope. Okay. Uh, Aaron's gender issues. Well, I hope anybody with, with, you know, and to tell you the truth, like I had my whole life, you know, being this weird artistic kid and, you know, working class Wisconsin, I've been called like a faggot in my whole life. And I, my, my parents refused to believe because no girls would date me. And I, I could not bring a girl home. My parents thought I was homosexual and for years and, and not that it's like they're against that, but my mom has also grown up in this culture where it's very, she's very liberal, but it all seems very like, she seems very homophobic in a way just with her. I, I obsess, obsession with it. So my whole life, like when I was a kid, I was running around like, am I gay? Am I supposed to be gay? Mm-hmm. And that was like a huge thing for me for a long time to the point when I was wildly homophobic until I was 23 years old and I, I had no gay friends. And, um, I was, I was in a, 
this is how naive I was. I I uh, I met, met my friend in Chicago, and he goes, "Meet me in Boys Town," and we're in Boys Town in a gay bar in Chicago, and he's looking through a newspaper, like circling the bars he wants to go to, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "So do you just do you like going to gay bars because they're they're fun?" Or he's like. No, Dustin, I'm gay. Did you not know that? And I was like more embarrassed than I had ever been in my fucking That's life. That's adorable. And I was 24. <laughs> and then I've just recently got over my homophobia and it wasn't like, it was taught to me and it, and it was I because I was like, I was supposed to be afraid. And then I was like, well, yeah, no, I'm just more in touch with my feminine side than I think most men are but that's also served me very very well it served me in business it serves in my day-to-day life i love that i'm that way but it took me a long time it took me i mean i'm not i'm you're talking about somebody who's like i mean literally scared of of you know homosexuals for most of their life up until like recently it's it's ridiculous but you change you evolve and like, mm-hmm. the gender stuff it's it, it's weird it's pressure it's built it's not just you creating it you it's it's little fragments and doses of all our society and our ideas like get embedded in your brain it's just breaking the cycle and it all comes back to loving yourself and letting go yeah that's my zen for the day so date me you know we can we can <laughs> really uh well thanks for talking me down yeah i hope you feel better yeah it's, uh, it's gonna be fine I yeah mean, like it's also like it you know it's not something i think about all the time I would if you, if I was you today, even if you're like this too, maybe you're listening to this, uh, I get depressed a lot too. You need to just, it doesn't matter what it is, instantaneous gratification, whatever it is that makes you fucking happy or feel good. Watch some shitty show, take a nap, do something that's stimulating, watch some sketch comedy. That's what I usually do. And uh, don't, um, don't even entertain the idea that you are nothing less than uh, beautiful and amazing. Love yourselves. Dates with Dustin. <laughs> I love you, Aaron. I love you, Dustin. All right. Bye. <laughs> Don't say there's no love in this world for me. My mind is broken, but my heart's still pumping with every single beat. If you're just a ghost of who you thought you'd be And your shadows just keep on reaching and reaching At least that's how it seems Say there is
Pros. Lowe's wants to help you keep working. That's why we're open for pro business hours 6 to 7 a.m. Monday through Saturday. You'll find the quantities you expect with dedicated pro associates and loaders to help you get what you need fast and load you up curbside. Now, more than ever, we know you need to win every single bid. You can count on Lowe's for special values on pro-trusted brands and savings when you buy in bulk. Save yourself a trip by shopping Lowe'sforpros.com, where we can ship thousands of items to your doorstep or to the job site. Lowe's is open and pro-ready.